take that that cigar out of that box over there? <laughs> that was the Cuban they brought for me? Yes! Now I know who took that. You might not actually be putting in the same level of effort, but because you're hanging around the right people, you're still going upstream. I wanna be like a lion, where they know that, hey, I'm powerful and protect you. There is, there is calm, I'm present, I'm yep. with my kids. I wanna have other lions that I'm running with. I love the parable of the talents, Matthew 25. It's one of my favorite, if not favorite scriptures. I really believe that God expects us to This is the Unleash Your Purpose podcast. All right, uh, welcome to Unleash Your Purpose podcast with your host, Ryan Centers. Uh, I'm super excited to have um, a great friend and someone actually I look up to a ton. Um, Kevin Tinder, he's a coach, an author, um, but has a really kind of inspirational life um, that me from an outsider gets to watch. And um, you inspire me a ton. So uh, thanks for coming on. Ryan, thanks for having me. And I would say it's uh, reciprocal inspiration because I look well, up thanks. to you, the pace that you run. And I'm, I'm like, you're one of the two fastest pace people I know. <laughs> okay. And uh, I look at your life. I'm like, I don't know how he does it, but uh, it's good to be here. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, one of the coolest things we'll kind of jump into, but I, uh, you have, um, I've been to a number of your, I've been to your house. You have a beautiful place. You've done so many different events there, uh, but you have this amazing uh, poker like uh, room. Yeah. It's an outdoor space, right? And the first time I went there, I was like, okay, you're going into a, a place, it's all guys, it's packed out, mm -hmm. and you create this beautiful community, and it's pokers and cigars, and actually you do it, I think you hosted a, ben a benefit for Ohana yeah. at your house for it, so we're super excited to go. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to expect. Um, first off, I didn't bring any cigars, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're given an introduction, you're like, all right, hey, the cigars are over here. I'm like, oh, thank God, uh, I can get a cigar. So I, you give all the instructions. I mean, this is legit. You have three tables. There's, there's rules. You're getting drawn of like where to go. I mean, this is a full on uh, production. Yeah. And you got to be ready to go to this. I'm like, I got to stretch out to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, at least I have a safety blanket of a cigar. So I go over to the area where all the cigars are, and I'm like, all right, I'll find like a, a smaller cigar, not like one that's going to take me three hours. Yeah. And, so I find one of the smaller cigars, I cut it and start smoking it. You're giving more directions. And then one of your regulars comes up to me. He's like, he's like, did you take that that cigar out of that box over there? <laughs> that was the Cuban they brought for me? Yes! Now I know who took that. Yes. I'm like, uh, aren't those the free cigars that they're talking about? He's like, I brought that for Kevin as a for the, as the host that I got from Cuba or yeah, something. Yeah, that's a specialty cigar, probably hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, this one, <laughs> I'm smoking it. That's I felt funny. so bad. And then I get placed right next to the guy. He's like he, the whole time. He's like, all right, Cuba. He's calling me Cuba the whole time. Oh, so I never lived that down. Oh, uh, it's funny. It's, I, he told me, he's like, Kev, I brought you a Cuban, but someone else smoked it. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Now I know who It did. was delicious. So Let me I'm, tell I'm you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> so you have this, uh, you, you create this amazing community um, and your family around it. Um, and you wrote a book that kind of really kind of helps illustrate this so well. Uncommon Freedom. I've read it. Um, it's super inspirational. You had John Maxwell has talked about it a ton. So kind of yeah, tell our audience kind of what this uncommon freedom is and what 
what it means for you? Yeah. So for, for my wife, Becca and I, you know, our life has changed, changed drastically. Mm -hmm. Actually 13 years ago this month, my wife made a pivotal decision that when you look back, Mm -hmm. it was like, it was a whole new chapter. It was Mm -hmm. like, we literally turned a page to a new chapter of her life, Mm -hmm. um, that has gotten better and better for the last 13 years. And for my wife, it was the decision to physically get healthy. Uh, she'd been healthy her whole life, Mm -hmm. but after we had three kids in four years, uh, she had the baby weight, was struggling to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have a triple jogging stroller. We had a double jogging stroller. <laughs> and she'd been able to exercise the weight off with the first two kids. But now it was like, what do I do? Okay. And so she you know, made a decision. Uh, she had a friend that she had met from church mm-hmm. who was helping other people get healthy. And she's like, this is how I'm going to get healthy. And I think, you know, any mom who's given birth, uh, well, I guess if you're a mom, you've probably given birth, yeah. although not all have, um, you know, they can relate to that. Mm-hmm. But what it did is it actually brought my wife initially into an amazing community of like-minded, positive people that mm-hmm. were, instead of just accepting kind of where they were at, they're contending for something else. Mm. And then she, after several months, I finally got on board with it, decided to get healthy myself. And it eventually brought me into the same community. Um, I remember going to kind of a training, mentoring session with some of the leaders that my wife was working with after she became a coach with the program. Mm -hmm. And this wise lady named Lisa, uh, she's like, what are your dreams? Mm. And it caught me off guard because at this point in my life, you know, I had been in the Marine Corps, been a police officer. Mm-hmm. And although I had I, I maybe more fantasies from the standpoint, I'd love to be a millionaire by the time I'm 40. You know, I'd love to have a boat, uh, sure. you know, be able to take my family on a vacation to Hawaii. I didn't have any structure to actually do that. Okay. And so when she asked that question, it was like, wow, I need, actually need to think about being intentional with my life and what I actually mm-hmm. want to create instead of just managing kind of what comes my way. Mm-hmm. Um, but shortly after this, I actually got involved in the business with my wife. Okay. And it was you know a, a huge blessing to us. The Lord has blessed it incredibly. And it became just for us a season of growing year after year, mm-hmm. uh, not only in our health, but just our community, uh, in our spheres of influence, and then also financially. And then after several years, I was able to retire from the police department. Okay. Uh, you know, and af- actually after less than two years. And what I identified, uh, I, at this point, I was. I'd hit the wall, as they call it, in law enforcement. I okay. think, you know, in social services, people hit the wall. Yeah. Uh, in education. Like, kind of like a burnout. Exactly. Slash, like, yeah. It's like you have these golden handcuffs on your life of just this job and you're exactly. wanting something more. Yeah. And I identified. Freedom in your life. 100%. I identified my core value was freedom. Okay. And I, at this point, yeah. uh, until now, I, I hadn't realized it. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, my life, I've shared this many times, but, you know, I spent most of my holidays at work. Yeah. I would my wife would meet me at a Home Depot parking lot. I'd, you know, give her and the kids a kiss. Yeah. She'd go off to the friends for the 4th of July barbecue or her parents for Christmas dinner and I was at work. That's hard. And then, you know, if one of my family members was getting married or something like sure. that, it was like I don't know if I can go because mm-hmm. I have to work, I might have court, I can't get time off. Mm-hmm. So I realized freedom was actually my core value mm. and it created a lot of dissonance because I had no freedom. 
Yeah. And this business actually allowed me to quit, which gave me that freedom back. Mm -hmm. And we got to the point where we could do just about anything we wanted. Um, now, I don't own a yacht or anything like that. Yeah. But our the quality of our life had improved so much. And at the same time, we were continuing to follow like stewardship principles mm -hmm. that we implemented in year one of our marriage of just yeah. continuing to tithe. Yeah. Uh, that we were like, life is so good. Yeah. How do we even explain this to other people? And then I heard someone use this frame this 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 term uncommon freedom hmm. and when i heard that i was like that is it like that captures the essence of the life that we're living and that we really want to help other yeah. people live as well yeah and the idea is being able to do what you want when you want with whom you want hmm. but as christians from a kingdom purpose yeah so yes we take several nice trips per year as a family yeah but we also give a significant portion of our income to oh, give it away. You know, yeah. much of it is to charities, but if it's not a write-off, it doesn't mean we don't give. Right. Um, and we're we we intentional. We're intentional about serving the community with our kids. We could do a better job, um, but you know, we've done some things with Ohana. Yeah. Um, take my kids to Mexico on missions trips. Mm -hmm. We've been to Africa. So that's kind of the the kingdom. Per, the, the kingdom aspect of uncommon freedom. It's not just about selfish ambition and living a comfortable, cushy life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think God has any issues with that, right. as long as we temper that with service to others. Yeah, man, that's a lot, and that is powerful. Like having the sense of freedom, and I mean, to be able to pull back and not have to work the nine to five. Yeah, that's a, that was probably a huge moment for you. Was it scary to kind of take that leap of faith? Hey, fellow purpose-driven leaders, if you're loving what you're hearing, we need your help to keep spreading inspiration so others can unleash their purpose too. If you're finding value in our discussions about purpose, entrepreneurship, faith, and family, here's how you can support us. First off, hit that subscribe button right now to make sure you never miss an episode. Uh, by subscribing, you'll get notified every time we release a new podcast packed with wisdom and encouragement. Next, take a moment to share this episode with your friends, family, and followers. Um, whether it's a text message, a post, or a shout out, your recommendation helps us reach more people who are seeking inspiration on their journey. And finally, if you've been enjoying our podcast, we'd be incredibly grateful if you could leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews not only motivate us to keep creating great content, but they also help others discover our show and join our purpose-driven community. So let's keep the momentum going. Subscribe, share, and review the Unleash Your Purpose podcast today and together. Let's make a positive impact on the world, one listener at a time. Now let's dive back into today's episode. Was it scary to kind of take that leap of faith? Uh, having spent at this point about 11 years on a government payroll, yeah, you know, I call it the S word security. Yeah there's an illusion of security that you have <laughs> That's great. because that you know, so true. you know, during it, I would say, you know, in the last three or four years, because is it that secure? Right? Exactly. Because yeah, there was a lot of people in 2020 that had government jobs that they got laid off. Right. Sure. And they might have passed up on other yeah. opportunities because they're like, well, I've got the security of this government job and a pension. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's secure until you don't have it anymore. Right. And the reality is no one cares about your future as much as you do. Yep. And assuming that 
everything is going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. it, it's a false assumption. Yeah. And so, yes, it was intimidating um, to to realize I'm now going to have to pay for health insurance on my own. Mm -hmm. I'm responsible for my own retirement. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is you have so much more opportunity on your own than you do collecting a paycheck from someone else. Oh, I have so much more faith in myself. Yes. And maybe in the confidence that I have that I can make it happen versus relying on someone else's to give me that that paycheck. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very, but I think that's not the normal. There is this fear that people have to be able to step out, to be able to make it happen. And you've obviously punch fear in the face or whatever it is and and been able to step out and had this freedom and you guys moved from portland right yeah suburbs of portland okay down to phoenix what was that why did you guys make that transition so that was uh that was a quality of life decision we made okay. uh we i was born and raised in cleveland so i've i've had a lifetime's share of rain cold yeah. gray skies yeah. no going more. from cleveland to portland or north you know the pacific northwest it's yeah. no better fact i found it it was actually more depressing sure and i was walking my kids to school we and when we are our home in oregon we mm -hmm. li walk lived right across the street from the school so i would walk my boys to school and it was a january downpour mm -hmm. and i hated it and i just kind of had this epiphany this is one of the things i've learned is we, we get stuck in these paradigms. Yeah. And this is why talking to people who you admire and respect yeah. that can help you break out of these paradigms is so effective. Right. Because I was stuck in this paradigm of, well, this is where we live. And I like I, I didn't even think until I just got fed up yeah. that we could move. And I walked mm -hmm. went home, walked in the door, I said, hun, what if we moved? Because we had this distant dream of moving. Mm -hmm. I just don't know why we had decided to implement it sooner. Yeah. Walked in the door, said, what if we moved? I expected a lot of resistance because my wife's family lived in Oregon. Yeah. Um, but she was like, I guess we could consider it. Mm -hmm. And I think within a couple of weeks, we were in Arizona looking at houses and quickly decided this is where we wanted to be. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And now our and now our, our state's better. Well, the are here. I, I hope so. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> and now you've created this entire community around not your home and your family that are on this journey with you to kind of have this uncommon freedom. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, we really have. Uh, and I think, right. you know, one of the things I've learned is honestly, there are some communities yeah. that are stuck. Mm. And we this felt- complacent? What does stuck mean? Uh, yeah, like there's a mindset yeah, that just like kind of like going through it. You don't want to level up. You don't want to come yeah. to a version, better version of just yourself. As or? an example, what what I learned, I mean, I had a number of friends move to Arizona before okay. we did, and I heard nothing but positive things. I heard things like, oh, they smile more in Arizona. I was like, okay, yeah, you guys yeah. drank the Kool-Aid. I don't yeah, believe it. Yeah. And then someone's like, well, it's the sunshine, the vitamin D. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe I can understand that. Um, but in, in Oregon, there's a lot of big tech jobs sure. that pay well good enough you know good is yeah. the enemy of great so between nike and intel there's a lot of people making six figures sure they're working 80 hours a week mm -hmm. so they can't start a business because they don't have the margin yeah and they're making enough that they live a comfortable life mm -hmm. but they're still hitting a ceiling and they're still getting worked to death mm -hmm. uh, when i moved to arizona i found there was a much more of an entrepreneurial spirit yeah 
and people just thought differently. And I'm not trying to bash people in, in Portland area or anything like that, but it was like this overwhelming culture there mm -hmm. where I, I didn't know that many people that were entrepreneurial. Yeah. And then we came down here and it was a drastic change. Yeah. And so a lot of times we put ourselves in, you know, a fishbowl yeah. and we're stuck. Yeah. And no matter how much you want to change until you get into a bigger pond, mm -hmm. you can't grow. It's like a koi fish, right? Yeah. Well, uh, don't talk bad about my koi. I, I'm not. I'm just saying. You <laughs> they put, only right, get as big as in is, the pond or exactly. the, the environment they're in. Exactly. So I think a lot of times yeah. we limit our growth by the, the fish bowl. around. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you have to kind of either change your environment and change your community or you're just going to continue to be complacent. Yeah. Yeah, like we tell, I mean, I'm sure you say the same thing. Actually, I write in your book, like you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. 100%. And your kids, you're like continuing to be super intentional with the kids we're raising is like, yes. what is the community that they're around and making sure that they're like, their community is in a, is encouraging them, level, helping to make them better versions of themselves. That's a very vital part. Absolutely. Um, you talk in here about in your book, which I thought was a really good analogy about um, swimming upstream, kind of thinking about koi, which is, I'm actually getting a koi fish tattoo next week. So you can- Wonderful. Oh, yes. Timing is perfect. Uh, oh, timing is perfect. Uh, but koi actually swim upstream. Okay. Like that's, and, and then they breed. Yeah. So for you, when you think about swimming upstream, like what is that? analogy yeah so that. this this concept came to me and i'm sure it's not original yeah uh but it, it's a really good graphic i think sure. for life because when you think about society as a whole mm -hmm. society is going downhill downstream sure what's um, easy it's like easy. you just kind of go with the with culture exactly i mean if you think about yeah. you know if either you've been you know rafting in the salt river sure. or a lazy river it takes mm. no effort yeah. Now, there are some people who they're going downstream and they're trying really hard. You know, those might be your drug dealers and your, you know, the, the men who abuse women. Like, they're going downstream and they're putting a lot of effort into it. Yeah. But a lot of people, they're going downstream. They're swimming and maximizing. Yeah. So when it comes to your health, you're not being intentional about what you eat and your activity mm -hmm. and things like that. When it comes to your marriage, um, you're not being intentional about learning the your spouse's love language, dating them, yeah. um, you know, reading books. You're sitting next to each other on the couch and but you feel like you're a million miles apart. Exactly. And yeah. you connect by, you know, texting each other, you know, instead of actually having conversations. Yeah. Uh, financially, downstream living is, you know, not managing your finances. It's going deeper and deeper into debt. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, maybe it's just a little bit at a time. Yeah. But you're not getting ahead. And so mm -hmm. But really, when you if you were to ask anybody, what do you want for your life? Yeah, that's going to be an upstream effort, right? I, yeah. you know, I'd love to be, if not wealthy, I'd love to have enough. Yeah, and then some. A little extra would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Physically, I'd love to be healthy. I'd love to have energy. I'd love to sleep well. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be in good enough shape that I can play with my kids, my grandkids, yeah. uh, go on vacation and feel confident taking my shirt off, whatever it is. Sure. Um, you know, in marriage, it'd be like, man, I'd love to have a, you know, super amazing, uh, you know, intimacy level with my spouse yeah. and have fun with them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those are all upstream things. And the truth is that's what everyone wants but it's not what everyone's willing to do. Yeah. And and so if you realize that truly what you want 
is upstream. Mm -hmm. It's good to realize that it's going to take effort. I mean, yeah. I have with one of my kids, he's always like, I just want it to be easy. I'm like, I understand I that. Exists. We all want it to be yeah. easy, but I got news for you. It never will be. And there's an illusion of ease when you're going downstream. Mm -hmm. But it's that- Relaxing, it, you're chilling. Right. It's, but then you experience the pain of regret yeah. versus the pain of discipline, which is right. going upstream. And you know this concept I just- came to me recently was the fruit of regret is bitter, but mm. the fruit of discipline is sweet. Mm. So yes, I'm going to continue to work hard the rest of my life. I'm gonna yeah. row upstream and it's still work. You know, I'm not retiring. But you start to actually get not just used to the discipline, but you end up thriving in it. Yes. Like I was thinking, I was coming back to the gym. My gym closed abruptly yesterday. So this morning I had to go the next morning I went and looked at two gyms at a half workout, one gym, half another, just to figure that out. But I was thinking, in my life, when I come to working out, I pro I only miss, I intentionally take off one week a year. Mm -hmm. And it's the week between Christmas and New Year's because my, like, my joints start to hurt, I need a break. But yep. in my life, it's for my mental health, it's for my, my physical health, I have to continue to just push, like push. And that's just a discipline that now it's become just a thing yeah. that I have to be intentional with. So it sounds like for you, swimming upstream is like, there's a difference where going through life that you're just accidentally going through the motions. I accidentally let whatever job comes to me accidentally come, but I have to be intentional, intentional with everything. Correct. Creating a vision. So for you, you guys have created this this vision in this, this picture for your life that you wanna have in your business. Mm -hmm. And you guys are focused, laser focused on swimming upstream to make it happen. Absolutely. And you know, when you're going upstream, the the act of rowing, you get stronger. Yeah, exactly. And, and it gets it, your muscles get it get it's not that it gets easier, but you're just But you, and then but you can actually do more, right? right? So, you know, if if it, it this is where you hear these stories, it's like it took me, you know, maybe I I made my first million dollars at 40. Yeah. I made my second at 45. Yeah. And then I made my third at 47 or something mm -hmm. like that. That's because you get better at things. Yeah. So the same thing happens because you're going upstream, you're getting stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other thing that plays into that is the community piece. Mm -hmm. So when I share this analogy, I encourage people to think, okay, you're in a boat. Okay. And you're either going downstream yeah. or upstream. And because if you're in a boat by yourself, Mm -hmm. upstream at some point you're going to get tired yeah. or you're going to, you know, maybe your parents are going to get sick and you're going to have to spend time taking care of your parents yeah. or you have a child go through some type of crisis and you have to disengage. If you're in that boat by yourself, eventually yeah. the current will take you back downstream. Yeah. So this is where community is so important. And I talk to people, you like, you have to upgrade your circle. You have to get in a boat with other people that are going upstream or invite mm -hmm. other people that are going willing to go upstream yeah. to join you. Um, because when you need a break, if you're in a boat with people that are rowing upstream, mm -hmm. you're still making progress. Mm -hmm. You might not actually be putting in the same level of effort, but because you're hanging around the right people, yeah. you're still going upstream. Have you ever noticed, like, and I'm a big believer of like, you need to upgrade your circle. You need to find the circle that that people are encouraging you and things like that. As season has changed in your life, has your circle had to evolve? A hundred percent. It's crazy. Yeah. Like the people that have got me here may not get me there. Yes. Yes. And the, but there are some people in my community that will are lifers, mm -hmm. but they also want to grow with me. Yes, absolutely. And they want to continue to get better. 
But uh, even as my wife and I have moved and Ohana has changed and there's been this metamorphosis, that this, this growth that's happened, the people that, like, I love them deeply and they're my, they're like, I, they're close to my heart, but may they not be, may not be a part of this next season of my life. Yeah. And that's hard to even think about. It is. I, I think it's, it's painful maybe. Yeah. I, but it just is a thing. And I, it is tough. And, um, I think it's one of the number one reasons that people either don't go upstream or they stop going upstream yeah. is they still have tethers with downstream people. Yeah. Um, or even they might be slightly upstream, but they're still tethered to them and therefore it's holding and them I'm back. And I'm pulling them. Like yes. I, I got to yes. pull, like I need people swimming with me right. and be pushing with me and like, Hey, we're lifers, but we got, you got to be, we got to row. A hundred percent. So it's kind of like, we need to be in the same boat Yeah. or we have to disconnect. And there's moments like people that can be in the same boat that like some of the people on my community, they got to take a break. Hey, I got you. I right. got you. Because you know what? When I w had my like a panic attack and I was going through it and I like could not go anymore, like I called you. Yeah. And you were like, no, I got I got this. Here we go. So there's moments where we all get to take a take a breath, yes. a breath, a rest. But I, you can't be dead weight in the back, dude. Right. And just eating Pringle chips. Yeah. And just kind of <laughs> making it happen and just riding the wave here. Like, hey, Ryan. I've noticed that people, do you ever notice that people like latch on? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just want to keep riding with you yep. for as long. And like, dude, are you going to get on your, are you going to move your row here? Are you going right. to start doing something? Absolutely. It's very, very, it gets a little um, comical, frustrating, I would say at times, but then Sarah and I have had to almost reevaluate our circle. Mm -hmm. And we don't even like to really, I guess I'm talking about it now, but like, We've had to have be a super intentional of like, hey, how are we going to give our, because we have a finite amount of time yes. and a finite amount of energy. And God has given us great influence, um, a great community, our kids that we're called to raise and we want the circle around them to be, like take them to the next level. Right. But I'm like, I only got this much time yeah. and this much energy to give. And like, I don't, I, I can't not who's in who's out but it's like i, I just have, there's only so much of me to give right now absolutely so yeah i guess how do you decide what what how that works i i think or, there's there's gonna be some people, or you're running maybe yeah. you're a lion maybe you're running and okay i'm gonna keep running and it's like i'm running towards jesus it's like when you're dating your spouse like i'm gonna run towards jesus and who's who's left with me that's my my partner yeah like, like I'm going to, I'm going to run and who's with me is who I'm going to, is ready for the next season. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's okay to understand that there might be some people that are purely social slash you just have a good time with them. Yeah. Um, but really for my wife and I, what we learned is that if we wouldn't trade spots with them, hmm. we don't want them like then we don't allow them permission to speak into our life. Okay. And, and I'm not saying yeah, so you that have fun friends, you have people that maybe you not vacation with, but like you enjoy poker with. Yeah, exactly. So the, uh, in my book, I even talk about this is that, you know, the poker group, the invites, it's about 150 people on yeah. that group. So it's a large group, but yeah. they're not all part of my 
inner circle. Yeah. Um, I have a group of guys that I meet with on uh, twice a month on Thursdays. Yeah. Like those are inner circle guys. Yeah. Those are guys that I respect immensely. Mm-hmm. And that you I, shut up and listen to. Exactly. Even if you got a big personality, you're like, I yes. need you to speak into this right now. Exactly. I got stuff going on with my kids. I, I need to know that like, I yes. need to hear from you. Yes. So, and I'm not saying I want to trade lies with them, but if if I swapped my work ethic and my values for them, my life would probably improve. Yes. It definitely wouldn't degrade. Right. And so that's the important thing to understand, you know, is that, okay, you're going to have some groups that are bigger, but you're going to limit, like, it might just be for fun and social purposes. Sure. You're going to significantly limit how they can speak into your life. Yeah. And, and just identifying, you know, that, you know, it's roughly that group of five yeah. that you run the closest with. Yeah. They will, that's who you'll be in five years. Right. Yeah. It's like the whole, uh, well, Jesus has three, his 12 exactly. and the 72. Yep. It's the MySpace days of like your top five friends or however many you have. <laughs> and I never had MySpace, <laughs> well, so I don't even know how it worked. Uh, yeah. I, I remember vaguely, like when you were, we were in college, like your top five and, or, and it was like a thing. Oh, that's funny. So you could literally move people in and out of the top <laughs> yes. five. Okay. Did I make the top five uh-huh. or not? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? This is how our, our culture is going to, we're losing it. Wow. That is crazy. <laughs> that is, it's toxic. That people, it is not, it's not yeah. good, but there's only so much energy that, you, that these people that can speak into your life mm-hmm. and these few people that are, are meant for it. Is that kind of fit into your book when you're talking about running with lions? Yeah. Yeah, what is that? So the concept of running with lions is that, have you been on a safari? No. Not yet. Okay. I'm not sure, yet. I, w- I I'm will. I'm sure you will. And yeah. I'm sure you'll take yeah. your kids. Uh, we had the privilege of going on one about four years ago. It was March of 2020. Okay. Um, we took our three boys and it was an incredible experience. Yeah. Without a doubt, one of our favorite animals to see is the lion. Sure. They're ferocious, yet they're calm. Yeah, I love that. And uh, I heard... Uh, Darren Hardy talk about the fact that lions, although they could kill a mouse, mm-hmm. they don't. They don't waste their time on it. Yeah, because good. the return on investment isn't there. Yeah, right. It takes about as much energy for a lion to kill a mouse as it does an antelope. Hmm. But they're going to feast on the antelope, and their entire family is. So, uh, so just from the That's standpoint of realizing, I need to spend my time on things that matter. Yeah. Not the little things of life. Number one. So that's the first concept of running with a lion. But the idea is that they're this, you know, they're the king of the jungle. They're the yeah. king of the savanna. And they're this regal animal Yeah, that when you see them in the wild, they're relaxed. They're just taking yeah. care of their family. Uh, you know, you're watching them from a, an SUV with an open top mm-hmm. and you're like, if they wanted to, they could jump on the roof and then on the ceiling or you know, yeah, take like, you out. Yeah, just take me out. But they don't. They don't yeah. waste their energy on that kind of stuff. And uh, the so it's just like this is who you want to be as yeah. a lion as opposed to a donkey. Mm-hmm. And and so when you want any area of life, if you want to improve, whether mm-hmm. it's your health, your marriage, your parenting, your finances, uh, your spirituality. Yeah. Look for someone that represents a lion or a group mm-hmm. of people and run with them. Yes. If you want to get healthy, mm-hmm. you have to break up with your beer drinking, smoking, yeah. overweight friends. And I'm not saying you kick them out, you leave them behind, but you realize unless they join you on the journey 
it's yeah. not going to happen. So you need to go seek out some people mm-hmm. that you're like, that is what I want. Yes. Same thing for marriage. Uh, if you, if your marriage is struggling, you got to look at your friends. I'm guessing some of your friends have struggling marriages yep. and you need to go find some people that have a healthy, happy, thriving marriage that understand it takes work and you have to invest in it. You go spend time with those lions of marriage mm-hmm. and your marriage will improve. Yeah. So that's what running with lions means. That's powerful. Yeah. When I love this the analogy of lions when they're, they, cause they are calm but they're powerful. Yeah. And they, I mean, they'll be ferocious and vicious when they have to be. Yeah. But they, they're not like that all the time. Yeah. And I, th- yeah, God gave me a, that um, a scripture about like being as calm and, as a lion, but they're like, you have to be like, for me, when you t- think about protecting your family, mm-hmm. like that's a lion is very symbolic for that. Exactly. Like you don't have to be even as, as a man there to protect your family. Like for me with my kids, I want to be like a lion where they know that, hey, I'm powerful and protect you, but I, there is, there is calm. I'm present I'm yep. with my kids and uh, I want to have other lions that I'm running with. Yeah. That's so good. So you uh, kind of, as we end our time, you're creating this, this community that is going after uncommon freedom. Mm-hmm. You have this a unique ability to be able to invite people on this journey. Um, and you've done, you do this through multiple gatherings, kind of share like, what is your strategy of how you do that and how you invite people in to your life? Um, I think for people like they have this, you have this unique ability to be able to do that. And in today's world, everyone is so stuck on social media is so focused on just me and right now, but you welcome people in Mm -hmm. and it's very attractive to others. And I think people want to create community, but they just don't know how. Yeah. And so how have you guys been so successful at creating community and being authentic? First time I met you, have hundreds of guys showing up. You're in a tank top with Celine Dion on it. I'm like, dude, this guy is like a- like What was a that? Vet. What event was that? It was the poker night, man. Okay. You, were, you had a Celine Dion shirt, just didn't give a crap. and. <laughs> You like have big old arms. I mean, not as big as mine, but it's all right. Um, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Trying to run with you, man. And but you are un- unapologetic that you say, "Hey, we're here to smoke cigars." But I want you to know that Jesus loves you, uh-huh. like, dude. This I can I can run with this guy. Mm-hmm. And people are like, "Heck yeah!" Like we're I don't you probably don't even remember you said you're doing all this. Well, the the community piece. When I look back in my life, I, I don't know if it's just like. My wife and I have, from the early days, invited people in. Sure. And I think a lot of people are waiting for it. Absolutely, they are. And my advice to anyone who doesn't have the community they want is go create it. Okay. I have found if you invite people, they will come. Hmm. If they don't, then you might need to take a look at yourself and say, okay, why aren't people come? Like, what is it about my life that's so unattractive yeah. that no one wants to spend time with me. And I'm not trying to beat anybody up, but I think it's it's fair to say, gosh, if people don't want to spend time with me, yeah. go ask some friends for a 360 degree evaluation. Yeah. If you're willing to hear the hard truth and say, hey, I'm trying to build this community. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like anyone wants to join. Do you have any insight as to why it is? Maybe it's because you're super negative. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because all you do is you talk about all the things going wrong with the world oh, yeah. and people don't want to be around that. 
or you're talking about your date, your high school days. Dude, yes. We're 40 years old. Yes. Like yes. There, there has been three decades since then. Let's, right. What are we looking forward to? So when, when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, my wife and I, we hosted holiday meals because we were, we were in Japan, Okinawa, yeah. Japan. So almost none of us had any family around. So we just opened up our home and invited people. Hey, Thanksgiving and you're super dinner. predictable about this. Yes. Like yes. one of the things about yourself is like, you're, it's not a one-time thing. And if you can come, you can come. Yeah. So you're, the invites is always open and you create this, you have this um, fun, especially for guys mm -hmm. to get to know each other. So you have this kind of fun, everyone loves to play poker, but then you're super intentional about this rhythm that you're always doing. It's every single month. Yep. And is that part of, is that part of your strategy is that you're always predictable with it? Yeah. Um, what other things that you're in, you just are open with your life? Yeah. I, I mean, it's and, just inviting people in once again, creating that opportunity. Yeah. I, because Becca, my wife and I, we talk about this frequently, like we do 95% of the inviting. Right. We can, and I think if it's the case for us, it's probably the case for most people where their life is pretty boring there's not a lot of community yeah because most people just don't prioritize it yeah and therefore if you want it you need to create it yeah so the whole poker thing for me is j just once again really saying i want to control my sphere of influence yeah and i also want to have something that i can invite guys into mm -hmm. uh, and it's i found that poker is a great way yeah. to uh it's not one-on-one, -on -one, right? If yeah. I just met you, I'm like, hey, do you want to go to coffee? That sounds a little bit awkward potentially, sure. you know, because two guys that don't know each other getting together, it's it's a little uh, intense almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you can come to a poker game and you can also bring a friend, because yeah. I understand showing up to a poker game where I don't know anybody but one person and yeah. there's 30 other people there, a little intimidating for yeah. a lot of people. Uh, but it just, uh, it, it's something that you can invite people to and it's not weird. And I'll meet people, uh, you know, anywhere. And if I'm like, okay, they yeah. seem like a good guy. Yeah. I'll invite them to poker and, and many of them will actually come. And you have this kind of this red hot center of these guys who are super loyal to it yeah. that have created this very welcoming culture, but you can shoot the breeze, you yeah. can laugh and have fun. And for guys, it's like very attractive. You're like, oh, this is cool. Absolutely. So it's like this, this group that is becomes this I'm probably, it's almost, it's their highlight of their month. Oh, literally. I mean, the number of guys are like, Kevin, this is my favorite day of every yeah, single I, month. I work around, I tell my wife that we can't vacation these days, it, right? No, literally, that yeah. that happens. They're like, Kevin, I'm planning my trip for February. Do you know when you're doing poker? Because I need so to get good. that on the calendar. That's, you have made an impact in people's lives in big ways is when they plan their stuff around what you guys are doing. Yeah. And that that's the same and true for Sarah and I. Is like people are asking, hey, when is this happening? When mm -hmm. is this? Because we need to make sure that we're available for those things. Yeah. And I bet you those people call you um, when they're going through hard things. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely, they're good people. That The relationships that I've built, like you wouldn't expect it yeah. from, you know, people that I met. Uh, I mean, there's a guy that I literally, uh, I, I bought a gun from him yeah. in 2020 off of arms list and then <laughs> bought another one and invited him to poker and mm -hmm. now he's i mean he's become a really good friend of mine That's but the, the the key is you have to build relationship with people 
Yeah. And honestly, when I look at, uh, you know, there's no recorded poker games in the Bible that I know of, yeah. uh, at least with Jesus. But when I look at kind of how he lived his life, yeah. like he went to the people, he spent time with them. Yeah. And I think a lot of what he did look like just hanging out with people, yeah. building that relationship. And yeah. for me, the, the poker is how I do that in yeah. 2024. And even... Even when I think about even growing a business and a level of influence, that that's you have to do that. Yes. You have to be intentional with people and get into those rooms where you can rub shoulders and make relationships. Absolutely. So um, the last question I always try to ask is: um, you have this, you found this freedom in your life, mm-hmm. um, which is a really powerful thing, and you're raising kids. You're you've built this great business. Um, you're an amazing like performance coach for people. Like, what do you want to be remembered for? Like for the tinters, mm. like this legacy that you have. Yeah. Like what at the end of your life, what do you want to be known for? I mean, honestly, I, I, I most want to be known as being generous for the sake of Jesus. Mm. Uh, because stewardship, we didn't really get to talk about it today, but it's one of my core values. Yeah, uh, I love the parable of the talents, Matthew twenty-five. Yeah, um, it's one of my favorite, if not favorite, scriptures, and I think that I, I really believe that God expects us to steward everything. Amen. Yeah. Not just your money, um, but your your relationship with your kids, your relationship with your spouse, and with others. Yeah, uh, your finances, your health. And a lot of people live life with this mindset of, I will steward it when I have a lot. Hmm. And the answer is no, you won't. If you don't steward the little, you won't steward a lot. And most people don't have a lot. I granted, if you live in America, by comparison, you do have a lot, but we also don't steward it well. So, the the joy of giving is something i heard this recently and i don't know who to give credit to uh, but they said if you don't think money buys happiness you haven't given enough away Mm. and i heard that and i can say it's completely true i mean i love taking a nice vacation to the bahamas with my kids that's one of my highlights of the year sure but i also absolutely love being able to make an impact god using me and my yeah. wife and the finances we've been blessed with uh, to make an impact, to fund ministry, uh, to make a difference in people's lives. And and that's really what I wanna be remembered for. And I could tell you without a doubt, that is something that I have watched you do that have impacted the kids that God has given us to, mm. to love really well. Um, there is a, a girl in one of our homes at Ohana, your family has, and you probably didn't even know this, but um, you guys took our one of our kids um, on a shopping, not even just a shopping spree, you just want to spend time with them mm-hmm. and say, hey, I want kids to just be a kid. And one of the, some of our kids didn't even, haven't even been to, a, it's probably a surprise to most people, haven't even been to a mall, right? Right? Didn't, hasn't even been on that escalator before. Yes. And they're like, oh, what is this? Yeah. And um, what you were able to do is, create a sense of safety for our our kid and she, now she's 17 years old and one of her highlights of living at ohana because we hey this family came and like took us in as one of her own their kids and spent mm-hmm. the entire day with us and took us shopping um took us to lunch 
and just was like a mom and dad to us. Yeah, I mean, it's so much fun. Like those experiences are amazing. It's good for my kids to see. Uh, you know, literally, I remember that boy going down the escalator and like not knowing what the heck is going on. And my kids <laughs> kind of watching and just realizing how fortunate they were yeah that none of this was new and yet we're dealing with you know teenage kids that they're having this experience for the first time yeah so it's it's a blessing to be able to give those experiences yeah uh, to other people yeah so when you think about like your life and the legacy that you want to have yeah it's like you want to be able to be that to other people absolutely and yeah for me it's like now in my life is much is given much is required yes so like this house that we're living in now is the only reason we even thought about moving and we we knew we needed to move is god has given sarah and i much so now that much has been given that now we need to give that to these kids yeah and it's a beautiful picture it is so um man thank you so much for uh, we do this again yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> because we've just like beginning to scratch the surface and there's like so much with business there's so much with um our marriage we didn't even talk about marriages or everything else yep so come on again please i'd be happy to be and, here anytime ryan all right well thank you um until next week may you unleash your purpose so you can profit in business faith and life thanks thanks for joining us for the unleash your purpose podcast be sure to like subscribe and leave a review We'll see you next week.